welcome to the latest episode of All Things the Podcast. So our special guest reveals how she quit her job and travelled the world with her Amazon FBA profits and then got some business advice from beyond the grave. Also, we find out which one of us had our car almost written off this week. Enjoy the episode. Uh, so welcome to episode three of All Things Podcast. So I'm here, I'm Ben, we've got Gage over there. Hi everyone. And we've got special guest today, Jesse. Thank Hello. you for joining us. So you've come all the way from Devon. Uh, here yes, today. it was a long drive. I took many wrong turns, some maybe twice. How, but I've made it. Yes, here you are. How, what time did you have to get up this morning? I had to leave at 7am, so I got up at like 6.30. And yeah, it was a bit rough, but I've made it. I've like, got on buses, trains, tubes, overgrounds, and obviously drove from Devon. So I'm here. Yeah, disgraceful. I I've, haven't seen that a time that early for quite some time and public transport is just the worst to be honest but uh yeah we're all here so um how did you get into sort of the weird and wonderful world of amazon fba well um it all started with me going to glassbury festival last year i oh if anyone's been to glassbury you'll know it's heavy it's a heavy heavy weekend. serious <laughs> basically like i came back from it and i just basically had like a midlife crisis <laughs> I had a job, I'd gone to Leeds University, I'd studied business, and I had a job working in virtual reality, which is really cool. I really liked my boss, loved working there and everything, but yeah, I just had like a little bit of a midlife crisis and just quit, and my boss was like, why are you doing this? And I was like, I don't know. And I said to myself, right, just have a month off, it's fine, apply for jobs in like a month. And at that point, my boyfriend had just gone self-employed as, in, self-employed as well, and he was at the stage of very much like, I'll have a day off here, I'll have a day off there. And like, and I was like, suddenly could go with him. I was like, okay, well, should we go do this? Or should we go do that? And after that, doing that for a month, I was like, I can't go back to having a full-time job. I can't, like suddenly like it just, the bubble burst. And I was like, I can't have to ask for time off. Like, you know, the whole thing about having to go to work, having to ask permission for when you want to go on holiday, when mm. you like, there was things I had coming up and then I was thinking, can I do that? And I was like, I don't have to ask anyone. I can, I can just go. And then I said to mum, I was like, I, I can't go back to having a regular job. And mum was like devastated. She was like, you've just been to university for years. You've probably got like 60 grand student debt for what? You're just not gonna go back to London. You're not gonna get a job. And I was like, I, and one of my friends, Dan, he did really well at Amazon at, um, at uni. I met him at uni. And I was like, I'm gonna try that Amazon thing that Dan was telling me about. And she was like, no, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Um, so I was like, look, I'm gonna do it with or without your help. If I have to sort of save up the money, if I have to go back to working in the pub, save up the money for a year and a half to start, obviously you can start with however much you want. I kind of wanted to start big with the VA and obviously to when you have a VA, you have to have a certain amount of money to buy a certain amount of stock to make a certain amount of money so you can pay your VA, otherwise it just doesn't work. So I was like, I'll work in the pub for a year and a half and do it. And mum was like, mum was just like, why is this happening? Um, so I actually, I sought Ben out. You know, Ben's got his like TikTok, he's got his Instagram, like, um, you know, advertising his mentorship. I was like, I need to find a mentor. I was like stalking Twitter, stalking everywhere. I think I, I literally approached you and I was like, help me. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, so Gage, Gage and I, when we started, we had to do it sort of the hard way because there were no Amazon mentors around mm. at that time. So, which is why we had to spend sort of a year in and out of various groups, figuring out how it all worked on our own. I'd have loved to have just been able to pay someone and be like, right, get me where you are in three months sort of thing. 
it's a lot easier and it just it's buying time for those that are yeah but fortunate enough to have the capital to be able to do that i think what did you do at university well i started doing neuroscience and then i Jesus. very quickly realized i actually was quite good at it because i'd done all sciences at a level so i kind of had that that kind of brain but i very quickly realized it's it's not fun when you get to uni like a levels all the nice stuff like they make it still quite fun you get to uni it is like atoms and molecules and i wasn't interested in it and the volume of work required was like I had, it had to be one or the other and the fact that the, I wasn't interested and the volume of work was too big. So I swapped, a, I thought, what's the most DOS course I can do? <laughs> I literally thought, oh, I just want to party and have fun. What is the easiest course? So it's business management, um, which actually, I'm like, did it serve me well? Have I taken anything away from it? I mean, it? you are managing a business right now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I would say though, all the skills I learned in preparation for that was what I got on my on like my year in industry. Hmm. I, I'm trying to think back to the course and I'm like, what did I actually get from that? They had like theories of like, like organizational behavior theories. They're like, so what theory would you use to organize it? And I'm like, who makes decisions like that? No one. So yeah, I made the mistake of doing science at uni as well. So when all my mates doing sort of history and stuff were had two days worth of lectures and three days doing fuck all, I was very much uh, yeah two days in labs mandatory every single week. It was a uh, yeah regretted my yeah. decision. Was business management a DOS course then? Was it oh easy? Oh my gosh, absolutely. I <laughs> um it's actually criminal how little work I did. I'm such a, I'm very much of a last minute person and like my course mates, I'd bump into them and they'd be like, Oh, you know, how are you how are you doing with that one? I've submitted it a few weeks ago. And I'm like, Yeah, so I'm planning on like tackling that like the night before probably. And uh quite a lot of them are very surprised I managed to get two one. In fact, I actually have a funny story. I had not done great my whole uni life. I was on that teetering like 2-1 or 2-2 and I was, came down to the final thing which was my dissertation. And because I'd done all sciences at uh, A-level, I'm not an essay person at all, let alone a 12,000 word essay person. And I got on really, really well with my dissertation tutor, like really well, we just chatted and she was never like, you only meant to have five hours with them. She was never like counting the time. Um, and I kept getting extensions. I got like three extensions. And the last extension I got actually is because I broke my nail and was like, I can't type. Um, sounds stupid. But eventually I said to her, I was like, I really need to get a 67 in this to get a 2-1 overall. I don't think I'm gonna do it. And she was like, oh, you can do it. And she actually told me, she was like, I'm retiring at the end of this year. And because I had three extensions, I would have quite literally been the last dissertation she ever, ever marked. And it was awful. I didn't finish the conclusion. I didn't have any references in the conclusion. Like, it was absolute piece of shit. That, and and I you, you dropped her 20 quid, right? That's well, I, I never even read it through afterwards. I never even got it printed out because I was so ashamed of it. I was like, this is awful. I've failed my whole uni degree. Not failed it, but... And uh, and then the marks came through and she I, she'd literally given me this, the 67 that I needed. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, what a babe. Definitely, she just thought, fuck it. That's my last one. Here you go. I feel like that's the way I like network my way into a 2-1 at uni. That is unbelievable. <laughs> no, she knew there was going to be no repercussions because obviously she's retiring anyway. So she was just like, oh, yeah, let's just thought, do it. Oh my God, I hope no one from Leeds University is listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it, what was it, around a year ago uh, you started Amazon? Yeah, um, even yeah. less that. I mean, I was, I was being mentored by you at this point, but I still hadn't even bought my first units yet. Mm. Um, this time last year, I think I was about to get my VA in like a week's time, maybe. Mm -hmm. So 
yeah, it's really insane to see how it's sort of come on in a year. Um, been doing well at the the online arbitrage, but now starting to diversify into other things. We've got a few things, private label coming up as well. Um, and it's, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to sort of seeing like in another year's time as well, how much I've progressed. Like what, what my goal is, I was thinking this on the way here, I was like, in a year's time, I want to be being able to start thinking about like, you guys with your like your Tesla and your BMW, isn't it? Go and plug the cars. <laughs> well, but, well, I'm yeah. My my Tesla actually sadly got hit in the last week. So um, yeah, I was um, I was in the gym, parked it in a parking space as you do. So thought nothing would happen. Uh, I was yeah. I was just I think I was eating after after my gym session. Got a message in one of my football chats saying, "Oh Ben, your Tesla's just been hit in David Lloyd car park." And I was like, oh, yeah, good one, mate. I thought he was taking the piss. <laughs> um, and then it was, he sent me photos. Someone had basically taken a photo of it, put it on Instagram saying, oh, I hope your Friday is going better than this guy's. No Not knowing it was even way. mine. And someone from our football team saw it. No way. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Tom Amor, who alerted me to it, and, and the NWX uh, team, up the boys. Um, so, yeah, uh, I went outside. There was thankfully a note on there, um, and there were like, loads of people around it because – yeah, it was in quite bad nick. I put the photos on Instagram and Twitter. But the note said, really sorry, uh, I just caught the front of your car. And yeah, if you've seen the pictures, the bumper was nearly ripped off. It was unbelievable. But thankfully, she left her details. Um, Range Rover driver, uh, oh, as you'd expect. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've got a, I've got a high car now, which is a uh, an Audi Q7, which is quite nice. It's literally a tank. It's uh, it's quite hard to drive, but it's uh, it's it's yeah, it's quite fun to drive. The the funniest part about the whole situation was like an hour earlier, Ben posted on Twitter, "Oh, feeling really productive today, doing work at the gym," and it's like him with the laptop. Yeah. And then an hour late, an hour goes by, picture of the Tesla just completely destroyed. <laughs> so I mean that that like that's the universe telling me that I need to stop doing work, right? Yes. Or at least stop working at the gym. Yeah. So. <laughs> that that was quite uh, quite upsetting, but yeah, I, I have to say the so I've, I've spent. God knows how much time on hold to insurance companies over the last couple of months because we had a, there was an accident in the van at All Things Prep, the the warehouse. So that got hit a couple of months ago, still not resolved. My Tesla got hit last week, and then yeah, literally on the phone to the insurance company, they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll sort, we'll, we'll get it towed today. Uh, we'll sort your hire car out and everything like that." And yeah, it happened on a Friday. By Monday, I had my hire car and it was already in repairs and they'd already said that it was going to get fixed by this date. So completely different uh, experience to, to having the van one. So, and his hire car is like 15 grand more expensive than his Tesla. Yeah. Have you got to put fuel in it? Yeah, so it's, it's a weird experience going back, like, to, uh, yeah, back to back to petrol stations. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't think our first podcast shout out was going to be an insurance company, but uh, here we are. Privilege insurance have been really good to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, so private label. So what made you uh, venture into that uh, so early in your Amazon career? Yeah, it is, it is quite early, actually, when I think about it. I haven't even been doing online arbitrage for a year. Um, I don't really know. I just kind of sort of sort there's a rubbish answer i just I saw it and heard of it and thought this sounds good and i've had a little look into it and i actually started doing a mentorship for that as well i'm just like bashing out the mentorships <laughs> all over the place i'm like see that mentorship gonna do that mentorship um but it's actually a funny story how i got the <laughs> it's a funny story how i got the money to start that basically because 
obviously my online arbitrage been earning money i don't really want to take anything out of it because i've kind of been like accumulating and i did take quite a bigger chunk out to go traveling with um and the mentorship is you know it's a year-long one so it's not cheap but it's a year long because obviously the you know creating private label products is about a three-month process for each one so you get to do a few product cycles throughout that um and I basically knew I wanted to do it. So I thought, right, how can I do this? Can I negotiate a loan off mum and dad? Or like, what, is, what I tried to say to them, my, my grandma left me some money and it's all tied up. Like, I can't touch it, but my mum and dad can touch it. Um, so I was like, right, I'm going to need some help from grandma here. Um, the plot twist is my grandma is no longer alive. So, sorry to hear that. Yeah, well, sorry. No, I didn't mean that in like that way, but <laughs> oh God. Anyway. My grandma's no longer alive, so I actually went to the psychic, <laughs> the psychic medium, and I went there and I took the my phone and recorded it, and I was like, right, come on, grandma, come on, grandma, and um, yeah, the session started, and apparently she kept saying like, well done for me. She was really proud that I'd gone and done my own little business and stuff, and I was like, cool, thanks, grandma, and I was like, you know, I really want to take it to the next level, and you know, there's that money that's tied up. Mm. And apparently she said that it was fine. She said it's, it, it needs to be put to good use. And, and then so I, t- I took the recording and played it to mum and was like, grandma says it's fine. So <laughs> I'm like, might be coming off as a bit of a nut job right now. I mean, this is crazy, right? And then the story about the degree, you live a very crazy life. <laughs> so have you I've ever uh, used a psychic medium gauge? No, I haven't. I've I've never had to do a seance for any money before. <laughs> but you know, something to consider for the future, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's another stream of income. Right? Yes. And we're all about uh, stacking those. So. Yeah. Uh. I, I did ring up Nationwide once to change my bank account address, and uh, they were like, "Oh, sorry, you can't because there's a trust account on your like attached to your name." I'm like, "Oh my god, am I going to have like millions in this trust account?" And it was. I was like, "Oh, how much is in the trust?" He goes, £1.53. <laughs> My mum had just put a pound in and then just never put anything else. <laughs> I had that with premium bonds. Of, I like won something the other day. I didn't know I had any. So I won 25 quid. And I was like, what? How many premium bonds have I got? I was like really excited. Like maybe I've got thousands that someone put in my name for me. Uh, yeah, literally the minimum amount, £100. £100 is £100. But mm. I was like, oh. Yeah, if your mum did put in a pound and it's now one pound fifty, I mean fifty percent returns, not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Probably I, imagine if she years ago, imagine if she put a tenner in. God. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, um, sorry, going back to private label thing quickly. The other thing that's got me going with it, my first product that I am about to launch in America, actually. Fun fact. Interesting. Uh, hundred and eighty-five percent return on investment. So that's another little thing that's tickled my fancy with it, obviously. I mean, that's with like the slower shipping. Obviously, the first units, I'm going to order a bit faster. I think it's like 120% return on investment. Is shipping but... a big cost to it then? Yeah, it's... um, It really, again, it sounds really stupid, but it depends on the size and the weight and all that stuff. But yeah, my first order, I'm ordering 500 units. The units themselves come to eight and a half dollars maybe. And... Then the sh- the shipping for the 500 units, I can't do the quick maths in my head. I've got it written down somewhere. Um, but the shipping comes to like four grand or something just for those wow. 500 units. And you're like, <gasps> but then obviously you stack it all up, do the maths, calculate, you know, including what your 
Amazon fees and all that would be, and you still, it's a pretty good return on investment. Yeah, so. no, if that works out, because, yeah, with private label, there's such a higher ceiling, and you, you hear of sort of seven-figure exits and things like that, but, yeah, the barrier to entry is higher because you've yeah. got the shipping costs. That's and... what I'm kind of excited about, the fact yeah. that the barrier to entry is higher. Um, it's not going to be, I say it's not going to be as many people doing it. There's going to be loads of people doing it, but it is a bit more difficult to get into, and you are working towards, like, having a saleable business. You could just sell your brand and your Amazon listings for a, for a cash payout, mm. which appeals to me. <laughs> yeah, have you ever considered going down the private level route, Gage? I have a few times, but what's put me off is anytime I do something, I really hate doing the little things. Whereas I think in private label, it's really important to get the little things right. Yeah. So it's all about you know finding an existing product and making it a little bit better, right? Mm -hmm. And improving each little thing until it's good enough to to put in the market. Whereas yeah. I just hate that. I I'm very much like big thing and then I don't like doing individual things mm. or like what color should I make this I fucking hate like questions like that yeah, yeah. so I, I like I often ask Ben with the <laughs> website like oh you know what what color should I make this because I just fucking hate that decision yeah it sounds like it might not be up your street then but <laughs> yeah I started out like that being like right I'm gonna find products and then I'm gonna like say what things I need to change and all that pretty much every time I tried to do that they were like yeah 10,000 pound mold fees and I'd be like oh and it's kind of sold to be like really easy to to get um what's the word like adaptations and pretty much every place wants a big amount of money to do it and a high order quantity so i kind of changed tact and i am finding i found a product that was pre-made and ready and just that didn't exist i mean the product exists on amazon but the specific ones with the colors and the design that i chose no one's listed it on amazon yet and i thought well I've got a bit of a head start here. I spoke to the guy as well, and I, and I haven't seen it anywhere else on Alibaba. Spoke to the guy. He's never dealt with Amazon. I'm trying to explain to him about box labels and everything. He's mm. clearly, I even tried to order a sample. He said, okay, how do I send it to you? And I was like, uh, but I quite liked all this. High barriers to entry. I thought many other people would have given up with this man by now. So part of me thinks no one else is gonna appear with it on uh, Amazon USA anytime soon. So yeah, I'm just going with something like pre-bought at the moment and then hopefully further down the line, it's, it's quite fun because obviously it's almost, I find with this business, it's like the starting that's almost, like this, when, as soon as you start to get more money, you can, you know, for example, in um, arbitrage, you can start putting in like bigger wholesale orders if you've got more purchasing power. Mm -hmm. And so in, with private label, you can think, right, here's, yeah, I'll invest 10 grand in developing that product. It kind of becomes more fun. So I like to think that this first year, I, I've almost got over like the hardest bit of getting myself off the ground and hopefully from now on it's going to be exponential but yeah definitely I mean yeah looking forward <laughs> to hearing how it goes on and almost having a mental way it, it speeds up your development but it also is someone to hold you accountable because there's yes. so many even for online arbitrage there's so many barriers to entry there's hoops you've got to jump through and yeah you've got to be pretty persistent to get through that if you're doing it on your own but if you've invested a decent amount of money if you've got someone on your back saying oh come on have you done this this week it's going to make you more likely yeah spirit, definitely right? i'll be like oh shit my call with ben's in two days i better have actually done something <laughs> this week exactly um so yeah if you if you're interested in private label and uh yeah don't have the capital just uh yeah maybe do a, a, a ouija board or a bit of a <laughs> so summon some spirits uh, and see what happens <laughs> i can't believe that actually worked <laughs> it's like yeah. that episode of south park where they do a suance <laughs> Ever yeah. seen that episode? They summon a ghost and then sue him. <laughs> a sue on genius. That's that. a never-ending money hack. I, I have a question about the PL. So, obviously, product images are very important. 
Who actually does those? Do you have to do them yourself or do you get like the factory to do them? Um, so what you can do is what, like how I'm going to launch the product is with the factory pictures because actually they're quite good. They've got some good 3D renders and stuff. And as, as I've already seen, like this, this product isn't already on app. There's not going to be someone else with it. I'm not going to have the same pictures because what you don't want to have, a lot of people just buy stuff off Alibaba, use the Alibaba photos and all their listings look exactly the same. I'm going to use mine, the factory images, to launch it because I want to do it quickly. I want to do it before Christmas and they're quite good and no one else has them. Then, you know, once orders are flowing, I'm going to sort of take time to like develop a nice box and a nice in product insert and all that kind of stuff. Um, but no, you generally you just send your units to like an agency and they they can be like, they'll produce like photo, video, like obviously just however much you pay them really depends what they're going to produce. But um <clears throat> Definitely what a lot of people are doing are getting 3D renders and you almost can't tell. Sometimes it's really, really photorealistic and if you want to launch something quickly and you don't want to look exactly the same as every other listing, you can go on Fiverr, find a 3D renderer, because um, there's some really dodgy Photoshop on Amazon as well. Have you seen people like Photoshopping like babies into like pictures, like just like, like literally looking like a cardboard cutout. So it's not hard to sort of surpass the really bad listings. Mm. Um, but yeah, generally you just you get your you can get your stuff sent to the, the agencies. There's even some out like in um, Bali and stuff that you can just ship them to, which is obviously cheaper shipping from China, for example. That sounds good. Um, yeah, really excited to hear how it goes on. Obviously, I'm not going to get a sneak preview into what the what the product might be until you've made your millions. Uh. No, um, it's in the baby category because I figured that people always have babies. It's not so seasonal. Obviously, you you see a bit of a spike around Christmas, I'm sure. But well, nine months after Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing. Do you know what I was thinking? Mum's like, but quite a lot of people time to not have babies around Christmas, and I was like, well, true. In terms of like when p kids are born, there's probably the least out of the year born mm. around Christmas. However, um, then you've got the sort of Q4 spike just from people like buying gifts to like carry you through. So I was like, it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. I, I'm, I'm definitely a conceived on Christmas baby. Uh, my birthday is 27th of September. So if you count nine months back, <laughs> yep, same here. My 8th of September. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was your mum's Christmas present from your dad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, nice package. I would love to know the statistics behind that if babies, if less babies are born around Christmas. That can't be true, right? Surely. But surely there is. I would, I would actively try and avoid having a baby in December. I feel like I would. Would you not? Also, just become abstinent in March, April time. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I guess you'd have to just be like, well, pause for a few months. I mean, I suppose, but when you've decided you want a kid, you want a kid, and you're kind of not probably going to stop with the flow, are you? <laughs> that makes sense. I'm looking that up after. Yeah, I'm looking up a statistic. Talking about statistics, I've actually, not, it's not even a statistic, it's something engaged mentioned on last week's podcast. Oh, that you had a sneak yeah, preview of. Yeah, that I had a sneak preview of, but all you Someone listens to the podcast. Now. Oh my God, <laughs> we've got our first listener. <laughs> um, Gage was saying how he bought some like sneakers or something and how it'd been a massive flop because girls don't have size eight feet. What do you call this, Gage? <laughs> I was listening to that on the way up and I was like, the actual cheek is like, girls We've got Bigfoot in, yeah. in the studio. <laughs> Are you literally size eight? <laughs> Well, these are a seven and a half. <laughs> See? Right. Sometimes I'm an eight, though. I was if like, only you'd gone for seven and a half, game, yeah, that story yeah. could have been different. I know. 
So true. Yeah, exactly. Seven and a half. Something uh, and uh, and you you were going to try the McDonald's hack, but you oh, you couldn't be bothered, right? Yeah. Do you know Shocking. what? I too much. I kind of lost interest as soon as it got to, and then you go on Chat GBT, and then you get, <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, I can imagine myself standing at McDonald's, being like, waiting for the page to load. Then like you know when your phone like tries to connect to the Wi-Fi, then it doesn't really load. And then I could just picture it, and I was like, uh, by the time I'm by the screen, I'm like, I want to choose my food, and I want it now. Hmm. So yeah, yeah, let us know in the comments if anyone's had success with that because. Yeah, this probably will be patched up soon. So, uh, yeah, make the most of your free cheeseburgers while you can. I pre-prepare at home, though, right? I'm doing the receipts at home. I've got Married at First Sight on, right? I'm watching watching them all beef, and then I'm just doing the receipts. And I just found out the guy from Married at First Sight has been here multiple times. He's, in he's in this, I think he's sitting in that seat. Are you, that you are seeing. him right now? Hard, hard, <laughs> hard. So next time he's in the studio, uh, we're going to get a session right before, so I can say hi. You are the least. You're the last person I would say. Oh yeah, that person is a married. It's person. so funny. No, I, yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have thought that. It's my guilty pleasure, really. <laughs> I, I don't like it about myself, but yeah. I love the show. But do you know what? I love ATA though because I feel like. The thing, obviously, being self-employed, doing Amazon, you kind of like you're not in an office anymore. But with ATA, you feel like you log on, and like all your pals are there, like your office mates. Like you feel like, like I've made a few friends in there that I like message directly and exchange voice notes with. Yeah, Ben. Ben needs Hate to get voice ben. Notes. ben needs to get more big on the voice notes. Voice notes. <laughs> Um, you got uh, they're, they're, so the reason I hate voice Uma. notes, <laughs> the reason I, the reason I hate voice notes is because they're yeah they're they're good for the sender but they're inconvenient for the receiver. If if you send me a message, I can read it any time and respond when I want. Mm. If you send me a two minute voice note, I've got to take two minutes out of whatever I'm doing, listen to it, potentially listen listen to it again, and I just think it's incredibly inconvenient. I went through receiver. a voice note phase, but but then I grew up. So now I, I type was my messages. So out. happy when Discord launched voice notes. I was like, yes, my life has been completed. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite glad I haven't got a, a year's mentorship with you. The, the amount of voice notes I would have got. So, oh yeah, my god! Good, good luck to your your. Yeah, because when I was mentor. in the mentorship, you had to be like, be enthusiastic about them. <laughs> no, I'm but do you know what I mean? You couldn't be like, stop voicing <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> well, yeah, Slack. If you use Slack, that translates voice notes to text so i never listen to voice notes on slack i'll just wait for the translation and just that respond is to unreal that. I didn't yeah. know, did that. which is uh, pretty nice so what's it like being sort of a girl in the amazon fba space because because <laughs> let's be honest it is a bit of a sausage party yeah i'm i'm literally like one of the only ones and i've been trying to think why i don't really know why girls haven't really taken it up i suppose like pretty much all the people that advertise it everywhere are mostly boys um yeah, I can't figure out why girls aren't taking it up as much because it really, like, the only thing I thought is maybe they think, oh, it's really complicated. You've got to be really like tech savvy, and it's like, well, helps if you can use a spreadsheet, and that's pretty much it. It's basically online shopping for your job. <laughs> like, it's so much fun. I, I don't understand why more girls don't do it to be honest. But yeah, every everyone is, everyone is so nice in the community. There's occasionally you see like a girl come in and then. I feel like that some of them just give up and they, then you never see them again in the group and I'm like ah oh, so close to my first 88 girl bestie <laughs> but yeah everyone's super sound so it's fun. there is a lot of football chat though mm, yeah um, at that point I'm like Ooh. Um, I, I realize I, I did just assume your gender so I have to apologize but <laughs> very bigoted of me <laughs> my, my favorite thing is when there's a guy but his name is like 
let's for example, Jesse could be a boy or a girl's name. It could be. And then they just use a woman profile picture to like gain followers and, and get people chatting to them. But it's actually just a bloke. It sounds like you've been catfished, Gage. <laughs> there was a there was a guy. Um, I yeah, I can't remember his name, but on Twitter he was using like a picture of his girlfriend instead of him, and like everyone thought he was a girl because he had one of those names that could go both ways. Yeah. Uh, and then someone exposed him for being a bloke, and he was like, "Yeah, well, I never said I was a girl." <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, so what's your experience been on Twitter? Because there's been some. Oh my gosh, Twitter! Things. I uh, I just think what a it, it's a great place for FBA. Like you can learn so much, you can inspire each other on the whole. It is generally a very positive place. And I've now changed my profile from Jesse Dean to Jesse FBA. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like it's official, yeah. Making it official. I said to Ben when I did it, or was it, it was either you or I spoke to Ella, the reseller, I was chatting to her and was like, by the way, I apologise for the unprofessional, professionalness? That's not a word. Unprofessionality. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, my profile literally had just been my personal one. And obviously I did like my first little FBA post. And then you scroll down to the next tweet and it's like, I think Tyro Crew should have a comeback. And the next one down is like, <laughs> Love Island. And I'm like, oh God. There's a... Yeah, don't scroll too back far. T- um, don't scroll too far back on my Twitter. Anyway. Um, but, oh my goodness, I couldn't believe. And I think you touched on this briefly last podcast. You said like the 50 grand curse or something. Some people on there are just like bullies. And they try, like... There's, this, there's a guy in ATA that does really well, Felix, really, really great. But he just posts on Twitter. And there's this other guy, like, try just, like, beefing him. And the other day, he, like, almost ran out of stuff and just started having a go at his consistency. And I was like, mate, Felix is making, like, 10, 20 grand a month. Like, why are you having a go at him for, like, one day that's a bit less than other days? And, like, what I just find the most crazy with people, like, all the, all the Twitter bullies, is that they then try and plug their own business. And I just think why how do you think any people are going to want to work with you you've like publicly shamed someone when they're just trying to like make a living and and just get you know just exist and felix is 21 by the way yeah and drives like a what, what car has he a got bmw i4 yeah felix bless him has absolutely killed it and this guy is like finding every little thing he can and then tries to be like yeah, come do my mentorship. Or did he try and rip the prep centre at one point and then be like, oh, I've got a prep centre now or I'm going to have a prep centre. Like, I was just like, wow, like, that's sad. But equally, part of me was like, am I going to worry about saying this publicly? But then I'm like, well, no, because, like, I'm not really one of those big Twitter people. I like to kind of like stuff and interact. But I'm like, what's he going to do? Have a go at me. I posted, like, two tweets. Mm. So probably not. Yeah, it uh, it can be tough when when you're on the end of stuff like that. But... I mean, Twitter is very much a choose-your-own-adventure game. If someone's an idiot or a dickhead to you, just block them or mute them and and follow people that you're interested in or find entertaining. So people who sort of complain about the toxicity of Twitter, well, if you find it that annoying, there is a way to to not see that content. So, yeah, Yeah, yeah. so I'm quite liberal with the block button, which is... I think there's a big market for kind of female mentors, though, because I've only come across one, and she was a complete fake guru. She was like £500 a month. Like, she was like, come do my course. Like, here's my set. And she would just show £500 in the month. And, but I think you're right. I mean, I, I think this could be popular with women. I mean, anyone can do this. There's no yeah. no gender-specific thing to be a, an FBA seller. But yeah. there's, like, no girls doing it. I did think about um, starting, like, a TikTok thread that was, like, 
Amazon FBA for hot girls. <laughs> no, that not literally like you have to be attracted to do it. Like, <laughs> that sounds really bad. I was thinking about this on the drive up. I was like, how do I explain that? In like the TikTok world, if you say you could be like, oh, DIY for hot girls, or like uglies like, need not apply. <laughs> it means it basically means for, like just for people who want to have a go, like like cool cool girls, but not even that have to be cool. It's not literally a phrase to be like you have to be good looking it's just like this phrase that's thrown around on tiktok all the time when basically someone is trying to show other girls how to do stuff that primarily men do um i did think about starting something like that but it's mental it's literally a job basically online shopping like i genuinely enjoy it like i will log on on a saturday and start doing some work because it's not a chore to me i'm like yeah let's go let's go make some more money like you it's actually like you put work in you get the reward um, so people that say I'd ha- I wouldn't be able to motivate myself and stuff. Maybe some people obviously might struggle with that. But when you literally put a bit of work in and then get some money, it's quite nice. Yeah, you, it, <laughs> it becomes addictive when you can see the process works. And it's like, yeah. well, I'm actually doing this and making money. It's, it, and then it, it, it sort of snowballs from there. Um, but yeah, going back to social media. So, I mean, if if it's not educational and it's not entertaining then like why would you follow it like stuff that's like following getting worried about things that are going on on the other side of the world that you've got no influence over no control over it just depresses you like i don't really see the point in that um that there was a a really funny story that came out of twitter it's been absolutely everywhere you you may have seen it about a uh a stag do oh (laughs) yeah i i about to say i really hope this is true then i that sounds weird but like I'm just worried this is one of those things someone's made up and now everyone's like, I just really hope for the sake of all of us being like, oh my God, that it's actually a true story. There was a lot of detail though. Mm. That That's why I thought it couldn't yeah. be fake. Do you know what the detail that made me think it was true was the fact that they were like, oh, yeah, and then the, both, like the hen doing the stag do had to go home. Like everyone mm. was like crying. Would you <laughs> carry it on? Like, because you already paid now. I feel like I wouldn't be able to go back. Yeah, I, 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 when they said everyone went home after it. So for, so if you're not familiar with the story, firstly, where have you been for the last couple of weeks? But I'll, uh, I'll sum it up quickly for you. Basically, Stag and Hendu both go to Amsterdam. One of the hens gets drunk, goes into a booth with a glory hole. Uh, there's a button that you press to see who's on the other side. They both press it and it turns out to be her dad. It's very. I I think it's. I think it's bullshit to be honest. Uh, but yeah, there's lots of things. And then and then there was another one about. Um, the, <laughs> apparently, a guy um, w- was passed out asleep. I can't remember where this supposedly was. But apparently, a monkey climbed through the window, <gasps> pulled his shorts down, and started sucking him off. No, but there's I, photos. I but there's videos. a photo of it. Yeah. What? I yeah. haven't seen this one. Yeah, I think I maybe even screenshot the photo. I'll show you after. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, Twitter I didn't can believe be that good. until suddenly the photo and the video evidence mm. was at the end of that video. And Where I was, was like, this? Like uh, this Cambodia. 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 Because I remember thinking, oh, my God, I was there a few months ago. Places to visit? Cambodia? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. When you're off to the Philippines, you can swing back yeah. via Cambodia. Where, you're off there soon, aren't you? Yeah, like three or four weeks now that is awesome going out I'm, to meet Roy and the VAs I'm hopefully going in April time May, March, April yeah I'm excited for that are you, are you going to meet your VAs hopefully that? I've only got the one um, so I'll hit him up and see what he's saying but like from the sound of it you, you have like full all day bants with yours oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm like mine is so lovely he like calls me ma'am and I'm like you don't have to call me ma'am and 
Um, yeah, I'll see if he's up for it, but I don't. I don't know if we. I'm quite. I don't know if, if we're quite different. I'd be like, let's go play beer pong. Let's do this. And I don't know if he'd be a bit like. Oh. Hmm. But apparently, you said karaoke. Yeah, that's that a big could be thing. The bonding thing, but not Frank Sinatra. Yeah, don't do Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Roy stopped calling me Sir a long time ago, and now he just calls me Gargay, and it <laughs> fills me with absolute rage every single time he does. Three way does it though. Yes, he, does yeah, that's gar-gay. exactly why he fucking does it. I can't wait to teach him a lesson in real life. Let's see if he does it face to face. Yeah. Well, this is the like again another beauty of Amazon. Like, so people will say to me, "Oh, what do you do?" And I'm like, "Oh, I do Amazon." And then everyone obviously goes, "How does that work? What do you mean?" And then I sort of give them the, the basic premise. But then when you start saying to people about like the, and then you've got top cash back, and then you've got your, your Amex points. I'm like, I've got over a hundred thousand Amex points now. And I got my boyfriend onto it. Like he's like a plumber, so he can put all his like boilers and business stuff through in Amex as well. And we're literally doing a round the world trip start of next year because we can with Amex points, just just for the fact that we've been spending the money through the business. Like I just feel like with Amazon, there's just so many perks. Like yeah. it just, and it's it tax is free. endless. Tax yeah. free on the points. And you can. Um... <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say tax free on your Amazon profits. I was like, how do you know? yeah. <laughs> we don't yeah, pay tax. Do. We're resellers. <laughs> yeah, but you can. Um... Like you can just work from anywhere. Like as I said, like I started at FBA in November, had a really good first Christmas. I think I made like five grand that first Christmas, which was my first full month. Uh, the fi- yeah, five grand in December or something like that. And and that was even Amazon wasn't spitting my money out at that point. I, you probably even remember me like rage meshing you every day, not you, but being like, they still haven't given because it was at that point where I could still have bought more stock and got yeah, it. In I, I, I was I was busy being kidnapped at that point. Yeah, you were busy being kidnapped. I was like sweating and eventually I did the old managing director and someone called me and just went, even though I'd been submitting my business bank account documents because I'd had like my personal one on there before, it just wasn't deleting the old one and it were, and I was just, but if, you, if you've never seen the back end of Amazon, it's horrific. It's well, horrific. It's because there's no competition. There is no competition to Amazon FBA and their whole fulfillment service. Yeah. So there's no incentive for them to make it any better. Yeah. And it, it does suck for sellers. But the the fact that it is difficult and there's lots of hoops to jump through, I don't actually mind that because it makes a lot of people stop at the first hurdle yeah. or the 37th hurdle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's there's plenty of room at the finish line. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I wasn't getting my money out. So I kept, I was literally saying to like mum and dad and boyfriend, and I was going, look, there is... Four grand sat in this Amazon account and I just can't get it out. Give me a loan, give me a loan. And um, yeah, they, they get, let me, lent me a bit of money for Christmas because I was having that whole hoo-ha. But yeah, five grand in the first Christmas. And then I was like, flights to Vietnam, booked. <laughs> and literally by February, or by actually the 31st of January, I was flying out for a two-month trip. And that's having started like four months before. Yeah, that's incredible. And so while you were out uh, traveling, were you... But was your Amazon account, was your Amazon business ticking over or did you just sort of leave it for that period? Yeah, no, I was keeping it ticking over because I had my VA and I I couldn't just be like, see ya. Um, and my poor mother packing all my stuff. Because I was like quite, I was in like the early stage. I was like, keep costs down. Prep, we'll do prep center, but maybe in six months. I was like, mum, you're packing my parcels. And uh, yeah, she said, never again. <laughs> Never, ever again. That's what most people say when they start doing their own packing. It's like, yeah, keep costs down. And then I know in two weeks' time, they're going to say, can I join the prep centre? Yeah, you enjoy it for the first month and then it's really tedious. Yeah. I've actually got a story. So, um, again, your podcast just inspired me of stuff to talk about. Um, you were saying about you got given that bottle of Bacardi from somewhere. I had a similar story to that literally last week. I went in to... 
Well, I was just shopping in Exeter with a friend and there's uh, two shops in Exeter of like a big high street chain. Um, fragrance shop and the perfume shop. And they are both notorious for cancelling orders online. I've given up with both of them. Um, but I thought, I'm going to give it a go in real, in real life. And the fragrance shop, you have to have a membership. So that's that they're extra hot on it because you're paying for a membership, so you're getting the cheaper prices. So they really are hot on resellers because they're like, you know, you get these cheaper prices, you can't resell, blah blah blah. Anyway, so I went in there first and was that was I was more nerve wracking. It was more nerve wracking going in there because of this whole membership thing. Like they scan it, they know, like comes up on the system, and like the amount of orders I've had cancelled from them as well. So I was going in thinking, oh my god, they get like all these like eventualities in my head, like. And they're going to get my name up. It's going to go, access denied. Because the last few orders, it literally says, failed fraud screening. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get really embarrassed and it's going to be really stressful. Anyway, so I'm like, I'll have two of this, two of this, two of this, two of this. And the girl's like, wow, what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, just get ahead with Christmas gifts. She's like, whoever's getting these is so lucky. And I was like, other people in the shop stare at me. I'm like, stop, stop. She's like, um, have you got your membership? And I was like trying to find it and... She was like, yeah, yeah. And she like typed my email and I found it. And she just paused for ages. And I just started to swear at this point because I get really awkward in these situations. I just, I don't know why, but I would, my worst nightmare is them being like, no, you've, you know, you're banned, blah, blah, blah. So I was like sweating at this point. Like, and um, I was like, they might actually say, oh, you can't, you can't have that big of a discount, like already trying to preempt, because I was like, oh, don't happen, don't happen. And she was like, yeah, he's saying I've got to call up and verify it, actually, and I was thinking, fuck. What was the value of this order? Uh, 500 pounds. Okay, so it wasn't like 1,000 and No, so it was fi- 500, but I guess when you actually think about it, whoever walks in there and buys 500 pounds mm. worth of perfume in one go, probably not very often, especially were, extra. Were you scanning stuff with the SAS app? Or no, just, I already knew. You, I knew what I wanted. Yeah. I was like, I was, there's a few things I like to get from there and I literally order like two of them a month because you just know that it's going to get cancelled. So I already know that they're a price and I go in there to got my eyes on the price. Oh, I didn't even know that they had a physical store. I thought it was just... Yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. That shows how little we leave They've our house. They've got a physical <laughs> store. They've got a physical store. They've even got one in Barnstable, my little rubbish hometown in Devon. Oh my God, I'm so sorry if anyone assists <laughs> this from home. It, You know what I mean? Barnstable's a bit back end. Sounds like we need world. to move to Devon to do a bit of our RA. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so I was in the extra one and um, I was actually like, I've got to call up. And I was like, oh my God, she's got to call head office. And they're going to be like, no. But I think she just called like upstairs and she was like, yeah. Yeah, have I got permission to do a five hundred pound transaction? And I was like, oh. and uh, she like hung up the phone. And she was like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, okay, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, hung up the phone. And she was like, yeah. Um, she was like, you don't just have permission; you have my absolute blessing for that <laughs> transaction. And then she started going, oh my god, I've uh, I've, got, I've got to give you some free stuff. And she was like, oh, take some samples, like throwing all these samples in the bag. And then was like, um. Okay, well, we don't even stock Mark Jacobs, but they they keep sending us these little bags. So here's, I've got this really nice, like, pink Mark Jacobs. Like, you put your phone in it, and you, it's got room for your cards and your phone in it, and it goes around you like this on a gold chain. Like, a baby pink Mark Jacobs branded. She's like, take this, and then starts giving me its other little Mark Jacobs. She's like, take this as well. And, and I was like, oh, my God. There was me being like, I'm going to get escorted out. I'm going to die. I'm going to be banned. And she's she just giving me all this free Mark Jacobs stuff. So it can be a happy ending. So in wow. contrast, my my free samples end up in the bin. <laughs> so 
So I feel like I'm missing a trick here, but that, that shows that it shows a difference. So. I've had so many orders cancelled from fragrance shop as well. Yeah. So many. Okay, I've got to find the nearest fragrance shop to yeah. where I live. And, and yeah, I already have scouted out one on the map while I'm here. I'm, I'm in London for 24 <laughs> hours. I'm visiting a fragrance shop. But it will be interesting to see how far I can take it because it is all good. Like, because I, when I obviously say my membership, it logs on the system that I've just spent £500 in store. So I feel like eventually they're going to be like, what are you Yeah, doing? I'm surprised they didn't link it to your online account because if it's all... If yeah, it's the well, same it, membership. The thing is, it is linked, but obviously it doesn't ping up on their mm. screen like fraud, 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 fraud. <laughs> Why have you been buying two of these a month for the last year? <laughs> yeah. Just use a lot of perfume. Yeah, I'm like, oh. Yeah, I used to try and put in like 800 pound orders there and obviously they were like, nope. So like, if you can keep it under 200 and keep the units different, you can sometimes get away with it, but it's slow living. Next time, just when they ask you, oh, why, why are you getting all these? Just say, my mum told me to. Yeah. That's a good excuse because, like, like, because I went into the perfume shop and did similar after, but you don't have to have a membership for that. Um, but I did actually scan it and use some of my rewards from online anyway, so that was cool. But you could tell that the, the girl in the fragrance shop was really nice. The two girls in the perfume shop were like, looking at me like, look at this bitch spending 500 pounds on perfume. Who she thinks she is? Look, she thinks she's all rich and fancy. But if you're like, yeah, my mum told me to, like, you know, parents. You, there's less judgment if your parents are rich than mm. if you're like I was literally there like oh these girls hate me right you, you could you could say a, a psychic told you to that probably yeah. yes. them leave you alone even more a psychic told me to do you want to hear the recording <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a really good excuse because no one's even going to combat that at all they're going to be like oh this girl's crazy yeah I've heard like when you're if you're going down a high street and you know you have the like the charity people jump out and try and say oh have you got 30 seconds of your time instead of saying oh no da, 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 just shouts like bananas at them or something yeah. and then they'll go okay this person's crazy, yeah, crazy. We'll leave them alone yeah then there's a lot to be do said do you that. give those people 30 seconds no no uh i we're, used we're to, I used to get awkward and go ah oh, and then i remember being in, in leeds at uni and some guy tried it and was and i was like mate and my, well, my mum told me is a really good excuse to always say in these situations and i used it i went i'm a student i do that i'm deep in my overdraft like and then the guy's like Okay, well, okay, f yeah, you know what? Let's not take out of your overdraft. Let's let you heal back to that um, a positive balance. And I'm like, yeah, mate, I'm like 18 and I'm a student. Like, just give me a break. Yeah, but I can't get away with that anymore. <laughs> it's exactly what I just go. So, oh, yeah, sorry, I, I'm I just shout, I, student. I just shout bananas, to be honest. Bananas. <laughs> cool, should we uh, wrap it up there then? Yes. Yeah. Cool. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We're all off to the fragrance shop now. Uh, drop us a comment and a like and a subscribe if you've enjoyed this. And see you on the next episode of All Things Podcast. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. See you later. <laughs>